Hello, thank you very much for joining me. Good to see you. Um, today, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking about focus and we're going to be talking mainly about why it is that you're finding it increasingly more difficult to keep your attention, why that's relevant to your health and fitness, um, and also what it is that you need to do to get it back on track. Okay, so to start with, um, what we're going to do is we're just going to quickly kind of identify what the problem is that we're talking about. And it seems, it doesn't necessarily seem sort of immediately sort of apparent why it would be important to health and fitness. Um, but all of these things, essentially, they, they permeate into your decision making every day. And then what happens after that is that you will find that your ability to actually follow through with what we're asking you to do is going to be less and it's going to make things a lot more difficult. All right. So we're going to define the problem. Um, we're going to give you some um, some ideas to think about in terms of how that might be affecting you. And then we're going to offer you some solutions so that you can help to fix it and you can actually help yourself be more focused, stick to things more effectively uh, and ultimately make better progress. All right. So the first thing that we want to talk about is kind of there's, there's two main points to this. And it's we live we're living in an accelerating world. We, we have less time than ever. Uh, on average, people report having less time than, than they ever did. Um, there's more to do. And despite the fact that we have so many things in our lives that make our lives more convenient, like you can buy food online or you can, um, you know, every, you know, there's public transports have been better and all this kind of stuff you can get around more easily. We have less time to do things. And essentially what's happened is, is that studies have been done where people are looking into our accelerating world and how that basically is, is reflected in our attention spans. So although the first thing to think about is it's the internet's fault, it's not entirely the internet's fault. Um, if you know you study back and you look at the last 200 years of, of, of literature, sort of, sort of non-fiction books and things like that, trend cycles are getting increasingly shorter. So where 200 years ago, you might have had a trend of books that were going for you know a decade or so, maybe now they're only going for six months. Um, and more recently, you can say, for example, that, you know, between 2013 and 2016, topics that are trending on Twitter, this is a nice, easy way to reflect our collective attention span. It reduced by 30% in three years, okay? And it's continuing to do so. Things don't hang around for long. We're consuming more information than we ever were. Our brains are basically fried. Um, and we are, you know, struggling to actually stay focused and stay on one topic, Add into the sort of the equation, we also have an entire new raft of companies whose entire focus is to try to essentially compete for and sell your attention to advertisers. So social media, news, um, even things like messaging apps and things like this, you constantly getting distractions, getting stuff getting in the way, having your brain sort of hijacked in terms of what you're thinking about, having ideas put into your head, having you know thoughts interrupted and and it's it basically it has a real effect and i've i feel like i've noticed this over the last few years or so in terms of people's ability to actually see through um sort of basic tasks without getting distracted or feeling overwhelmed or feeling like they've got too much else going on to give you a really simple example the daily food journal okay so in principle the reason why might one might want to do a daily food journal is because it makes you more mindful around the decisions that you're making around food. 
uh, it helps you to see with a little bit more clarity and a little bit more perspective what you eat. And then you can use the information that you've got to help to improve your decision making in the future. This is essentially an exercise in attention. The amount of time that it takes to fill out the journal is going to be two minutes tops. Okay. And the only thing that you really need to be able to do to complete it is to be paying enough attention to what you're eating throughout the day to remember it, to write it down. All right. And people really struggle with this and people really struggle with this more so than ever. I can't remember what I had for breakfast. Oh, I wasn't really paying attention. I was doing something else. I didn't have, I couldn't find the time to write the journal in the evening, all the little things that people will say, essentially, unless you think, and it really, it seems so obvious to me that this is a good idea that it, it goes without saying, unless you think that this isn't a good idea or this isn't going to help you or whatever, the only real reason why people don't actually do this and people, why, why, you know, people can't stick to this as a, habit even for the sort of short to medium term is that essentially their attention is being dragged elsewhere and they forget they don't know why they, they can't remember why it's important they don't value it in the time they're getting that their brain is being pulled elsewhere and this is relevant for not just keeping a food journal but a question of whether you're doing planning or even how much attention you're playing paying to your training while you're training is your mind drifting off while you're training are you able to actually keep yourself focused on the training to make it as effective as possible. It has really kind of wide reaching implications as to why this is so important. And I'm starting to think that actually, even more so than just the level one stuff, this is this is the most fundamental thing we need to get right. You need to have the mental bandwidth, the attention, the focus, whatever you want to call it, to actually make behavioral changes, because if you don't, then it, it won't work. So um, a book I read a while back, which a lot of you will, I'm sure, have read. It's, very, it's a very popular book, which is called uh, Thinking Fast and Slow. Basically, the author goes out and he describes two different kinds of thinking. Very simply, system one, system two. Essentially, system one thinking is where you live most of your life. 95% of your time, you're just kind of going through the motions, operating on autopilot. You're not really thinking about it. You're making fast decisions based on pre-established routines, habits, we know what it is. Occasionally, it's, it's, it's sort of it, it makes decisions quickly, but it often makes errors because it doesn't take into account context or specific situations. The other side, we've got system two thinking, which is more conscious. It's something which is much more effortful. It's something that's less emotional. It's something that's more rational. Um, it's deliberate. It's slow. It's, it takes time to consider. Um, and this is only really we're spending 5% of the time. If we were to spend our entire time in system two, it would use too much energy. Uh, it would be too fatiguing. And ultimately, you'd be at a disadvantage because a lot of the stuff that we have to do is just it's just autopilot. What we're trying to do when we're changing your your behaviors, which you have to change your behaviors in order to change your your outcomes, right, is we're trying to apply system two thinking to overwrite system one thinking okay so you have to try to make conscious decisions to try to overwrite your autopilots to improve your autopilots so that you consistently make better decisions without thinking about it the problem is that in order to do that in order to to actually turn sort of overrun uh, sorry overwrite system one thinking you need to have enough attention and enough focus in order to actually come out of system one thinking where you're just making things up as you go along and actually exercise a bit of system two thinking, a bit of conscious decision, decisions from making and a bit of rational thought. If you don't have enough attention, enough spare attention to come out of your 
um, your autopilots and your routines, you'll never be able to make the the um, the changes necessary to overwrite your habits. You'll never be able to actually give yourself enough attention to write the food journal, to then assess your diet, to then make the changes and then overwrite your autopilot. So this is something that we need to be conscious of. It's something that it seems across the board in all areas, uh, across all people and cultures is, is degrading. And it is, as far as I'm concerned, a main driver in why people struggle to, to make behavior change because they're, they're too distracted with other things to actually really give it attention, okay? So in uh, another book I read, uh, which was called uh, Stolen Focus, which was really, really good and an excellent read, I would suggest that you read it. Um, the author basically came up with an idea which was about um, three different kinds of focus and three different kinds of attention which are spotlight, starlight, daylight. And it's a really nice little analogy which can help you to understand the different types of attention and how you might go about actually helping yourselves to improve them. The first one we have is spotlight. And this is very simple. This is what most people think of when they think of their attention is your ability to focus and avoid distractions. So can you sit down uh, at will and execute a you know a long piece of work or you know make a food plan or do whatever it is that you need to do without letting your mind wander without picking your phone up uh, without thinking about checking the news without checking social media are you actually able to create to create focus and actually do sort of deep work without getting distracted and for the most part most people aren't very good at this uh, the stats say that the average attention span of a person on a task is about 30 seconds so um Generally speaking, even if you are somebody who is really good at this, you're probably still relatively, uh, sorry, you're still absolutely not very good at it in, you know, in absolute terms. So what we want to do to try to actually help you to correct this and what's suggested and how people sort of try to improve this is, is firstly is, is meditation, um, something which I talk about all the time, something that I'm a big fan of, um, and something that essentially is you doing nothing other than practicing focusing to spend 20 minutes doing nothing other than just practicing, focusing on your breath, noticing when you get distracted and bringing yourself back to down to focus is going to really massively help you to give yourself more focus, more attention. The second thing is actually, and this is something that comes from sort of like positive psychology, which is essentially psychology, psychologists generally deal with pathologies. So they, you know, people with mental health issues. And there's another branch of psychology, which is basically optimizing the healthy optimizing a healthy person's psychology and finding flow is a big part of that right finding flow for those of you who don't know i will summarize very quickly basically it means that you are engaging in an activity where you lose track of time something that's challenging um something that tests your skills uh, and something that actually um it feels good to do now this means watching tv does not count as being in flow but potentially say for example you're a writer writing you get into a flow and you kind of just go or potentially running uh, or playing a game or playing a sport or something like that helps your the more that you can find these things in your life the more that you're able to actually help yourself to generate focus because this is kind of a, an easy way for you to be focused the last thing is this seems kind of obvious is do whatever you can to avoid multitasking so if you are meditating regularly to practice focusing you're able to find flow whether that be in work or, or exercise or in in play or whatever and you're doing your best to do one thing at a time you're going to do a, you're going to go a long way to helping you to actually perfect and improve your, your spotlight the second one is starlight okay so this is 
your ability to keep longer term goals in mind. Now, it might be that this is represented when, for example, uh, you're presented with a food choice, which is not necessarily in line with what you want to achieve. And you kind of forget about the fact that this that you're that you're you know working on your body composition. You're trying to forget about the fact that you're working on your fitness. It's not until afterwards that you think, ah, oh, shit, I shouldn't have done that, or you think, oh, I'm going to do this instead of going to train, or I'm going to do this instead of you know going to bed on time. And you, it's not it's not that you've made the conscious decision to ignore the fact that you want to achieve this. It's that you just completely forgot about it. Right? Your ability to keep your longer term goals in mind is really really important and. You guys will know that I recommend one that you write your goals down regularly, um, two that we break them up into small chunks, and three that we actually every morning sit down and set out an intention for how your day is going to go, what you're going to achieve, defining what it is that's a successful outcome for the day, and making sure that you're breaking it up into um, you're sort of working it up into small chunks, which are daily, but also things like weekly, monthly, quarterly, whatever it is that works well for you. All right, having that being reinforced every morning say for example when you're planning out your day will help you to stay focused will help you to pay attention to what you're going to do um, and will also make you much more likely to be successful and less likely to become distracted by the day-to-day -day stuff that pulls you away from what your longer-term focus is okay the last one is daylight and this one's probably the trickiest one to explain but in a nutshell it's your ability to see things uh, for what they are and not to be clouded by uh, biases that are either your own or ones that have come out in front of you all right and to, to sort of give you an example of what this might be in a health and fitness perspective you might for example be swayed by some kind of information that you read or some kind of um, information that you listen to on, on some hot fad that you want to try and jump on because you think it's great if you have good daylight you'll be able to step back you'll be able to see the bigger picture of what things what's actually going on here and you're not going to be pulled into that this has more wide-ranging effects in terms of on your day-to-day -day life in terms of your opinions in terms of your way you treat other people because of your mood and how all of the things all of the inputs in your life that you get can affect how you see we want to make sure that everything is obviously we want the metaphor is everything's well lit so that you can see things for what they really are rather than trying to sort of squint in the darkness now there are three things that you need to do, okay? Um, one of which, and this is um, this is a topic I've been reading a bit about recently. So one of which is actually embracing boredom. So when was the last time you sat and did nothing and actually allowed yourself to feel bored? It probably finds if you're if you're constantly engaging in things, it doesn't take very long for you to feel bored. But the idea now of just you don't really see anybody doing it apart from old people, which is somebody sitting on a park bench by themselves without looking at their phone and without headphones in that never happens people going out for a walk without headphones in without a dog without reading their phone without taking a phone call just going out for a walk and just allowing their mind to wander it's very rare but actually it is something that i mean definitely recently i've done a lot and i think that it i potentially i've I found myself spending too much time trying to fit more information in um, and actually allowing your brain to run through your thoughts to kind of get an idea of what you think about things rather than just allowing yourself to be influenced by all the things that you listen to all the time and kind of adopting that mentality. You also need to be really careful about making sure that you're curating your inputs. So there is lots of high value information out there which is going to make a real difference to your life. There's an awful lot of nonsense that's just going to fill your brain up with stuff that you probably don't need. Finding a balance between essentially quietness and boredom versus in, in 
sort of information and entertainment, I think is a big deal. And I think it makes a big difference in terms of your day-to-day perspective and how you're able to engage with things um, and what, how you're able to essentially make sure that what you're doing is what you want to be doing rather than what something else is kind of encouraging you to do, right? So hopefully that that all makes sense. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it in a second. So three things that you need to do. First thing is you need to allow yourself time to think. Now that can be whether that means going out for a walk without putting your headphones in or going on the commute and actually just spending 10 minutes just, you know, sitting, thinking, whatever. Um, but also giving yourself time to think in terms of um, planning and actually giving yourself a daily opportunity to work out what exactly is it? What exactly is it that I want to do today? Practice whenever you can operating with focus and flow. So try and find things that help you to feel that way. Try and make sure that you're not multitasking, you're actually practicing working on improving your ability to pay attention and then last thing is is kind of employ that that second brain write things down use a user to do it like a to-do planner use a, an app which is a task managing app um, do whatever you can to outsource your thinking so that you don't have to spend so much time with everything in your brain so you can give yourself a little bit more space so that then you have the room or the bandwidth or whatever you want to call it to actually adopt new habits and behaviors because it is very demanding and it does require a lot of focus and attention to do this so we need to make sure we can do whatever we can to help to create space in your brain so that we can use this to then help you make that more progress make more progress once you start to make that progress you will find that as with all things with health and fitness it has a positive spin effect your ability to focus your is is very much linked to your you know your, your fitness it's very much linked to the quality of your food the more that you can work these two things together, the more that they're going to support each other. Okay. So if you have any questions, if you're listening back to this or watching this back, then, then let me know. Um, otherwise, thank you as ever for joining me. Um, and I'm sure I'll speak to you all very soon. Thanks.